you're recording in case I post anything out of context. You can be like, no, no, this is what I meant. Well, yeah, I, I, when I talked to my lawyer, he said it was probably a good idea just in case. You know, it's nothing personal. Yeah. I mean, ever since January 6th, you've had to be really on your toes about everything. Yeah, exactly. You know, cancel culture is just kind of out of control. I mean, I'm sure you know about it. You're a comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that the people that are like, cancel culture is crazy are the ones that are like, I don't want to write a joke. I just want to tell everybody who I hate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what comedy is, right? Comedy, yeah, no, I, I got into comedy for the racism. Yeah, comedy is when you say something that everyone thought in 1950, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I do comedy for old people. Like, like Jim Crow old people. Yeah, exactly. All right, one second. Just have my phone on silent now. Uh, all right. Hello. That's a good looking mic. Yeah, it's not bad. Somebody gave it to me as a gift a million years ago. Um, mm-hmm. It looks really cool, which is nice. It's got this yeah. like, shock mount, which I enjoy. Yeah, I like the shock mount in case an earthquake happens. Like, yeah, in case something, in case you say something really shocking, then it'll, it'll <laughs> keep the microphone from vibrating when I like jump out of my uh, off my couch here. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. So when you go full Tony Hinchcliffe, the microphone can keep up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, if Tony had that, he probably still have a career right now. Like he would have. Oh, really? The yeah, microphone would have just absorbed it all instead of. It, it's too bad he didn't think of that in advance. Yeah, we should give him bigger microphones. Yeah, I think that was because I'm, I'm looking to help a guy's career who has done absolutely nothing but be mean to me. Right. I mean, aren't we all? Yeah, I like yeah. how everyone was like, "I'm so shocked at this gentleman." Uh, no one called him a gentleman, but they're like, "I'm so shocked at this man." <laughs> And I was like, the guy that made a career out of punching down and saying shitty things to people? Yeah, yeah I can't maybe. believe it. What did you think was going to happen? <laughs> exactly. Like, I knew as soon as he got a little bit of power, it wasn't going to work out well for him. Right, exactly. So, um, how you doing, buddy? You, gotta, you look good. Thank you. Yeah, I, uh, I'm wearing contacts today for, like, the second time in my entire life. It's a very nice. strange feeling. I'm not used to being able to see without having something on my face. Yeah, I mean, well, good news. You put the microphone right in front of your face. So for me, right, yeah, it's like perfect. I'm talking to Wilson, the neighbor from Home Improvement. <laughs> yeah. What if, I, what if I go like this? Hold on a second. Me... Dude, it's fine. It doesn't matter. It does, I'm not even sharing the video. I know what the well, rest I mean, of your face looks like. It probably would be better for our rapport, right? If we can see each other's mouths and like watch, watch the emotions. I think I've, never, I've never cared about your emotions. No, not even a little. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The shame on me for assuming. <laughs> Dude, I, I asked you on here. I don't know why in my mind I was like, Thomas taught me a lot about ads and oh. like how to get targeted or how to avoid being targeted from them. Right. Specifically, which if you're interested in that, check out the last episode that Thomas was on in this podcast. It's great. It was incredible. And then I was like, I want to know about NFTs. I wonder if Thomas knows about NFTs. Yeah, so I don't, uh, I'm a journalist for anyone who hasn't, who's made the terrible mistake of not listening to the last episode first. Um, yeah, exactly. Please, uh, everyone. Actually, if you could listen to all like ninety episodes before this, yeah, turn just to this catch off, yourself up, and then listen to every other episode, and then we'll meet you on the other side. Yeah, and then rate, review, subscribe, and then listen to this one. Ideally, yeah, you're gonna want to rate. Yeah, it's not a hard thing to do. It just yeah, takes is there a I think, months. No, is there, there isn't only fans. Yeah, 
Well, maybe by the time they've listened to all 90, you'll accept. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so, uh, so I write about the internet, right? And most of what I write about is, you know, privacy stuff, like how companies are following you around and tracking you. But I also, you know, just pay attention to other things. So I'm not an expert on NFTs, but I definitely know how they work. We can talk about it. I don't even know what they are. You don't even know what they are. I'm trying to figure it out. Okay, so I guess the dumb basic question, the first one is, what does NFT even stand for? Non-fungible token. Non-fungible. What's a fungible? So the idea of something being fungible is whether I can exchange it for something else that's exactly the same. So if, like, if I have $2 bills, I can trade them, like, I can trade you $1 for a different dollar bill they're exactly the same, right? You can switch mm-hmm. them back and forth. They have the same value. They're identical. That's something that's fungible. Something that's not fungible, non-fungible is something where there's only one and it can't be exchanged for something else that's exactly like it. So okay. the reason it's put in those terms is so this like is my all, thumb. Sorry? Like my thumb. My thumb's like fungible. Thumb. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's only one. Like you have another thumb that's very similar, but they're not identical. Yeah, exactly. Those wouldn't, you couldn't trade that in for another thumb. It wouldn't be the same. Okay. Yeah. And the reason that uh, people think about it that way, I think, is partially because this is all related to cryptocurrency, right? Mm-hmm. And cryptocurrency is all about money, right? So you can trade one Bitcoin for another. They're exactly, mm-hmm. those are fungible tokens, right? It's this, like, yeah. It's the way I've exist. justified cryptocurrency in my mind. It's like stock market, except without a product or business that it's linked to. Kind it's of, linked yeah. to nothing more than its own name. And so it's just kind of out there. Right. So like people that are really into it will tell you like, no, 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 it's money, right? It's an alternative to the dollar. We're just, we're not all the way there yet where everyone's adopted. Yeah. I guess that's the goal for people who are like, you know, drank the Kool-Aid, right? I think probably mm-hmm. most of the people that are into it are doing it for like some kind of investment reason, right? Mm-hmm. Like I do it for Kool-Aid. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, it's all about the Kool-Aid. What, what flavor do you go for usually? I mean, I was on the Bitcoin flavor, and now I have sh- uh, Shiba. Shiba. Oh, the is that the, the new dog coin? The Dogecoin. Yeah. yeah. How's that? You have some? Yeah. It's well, gone go. down since I bought it, but I have faith in it because it's a parody of a thing that's very active in the news source. And uh-huh. as soon as this hits that news source, I believe there will be an increase in its value. I think that's probably true, right? It's at least I think so. I don't know I mean, anything about it. I wouldn't take it. It also advice, felt but... really good to be like 10 million of these, please. And then they'll be <laughs> yeah. like, okay, sure. And then that's like, now I have 10 million of a thing. And although I don't have it physically, it also doesn't feel like I didn't make that big of a risk to be like, oh, I own 10 million of a thing. Right. I mean, that's kind of nice. I've never had 10 million of something. Oh yeah. And it's like, if it ever like reached the point of a dime, you'll never hear from me again. Right. You'll... No, that you're gone. Yeah, I'm like the guy from MySpace. I just get an island and you disappear. Me and yeah, Tom will go on vacations together. <laughs> I love that. Um, I'm going to throw off the flow of this and go get my power cord for my computer so I can keep this like nice, beautiful recording on my end. I'll be right back. Okay. Sorry about that. Do you I do like it. I mean, I do now, I guess. <laughs> okay, so I caught you up where I'm at, Kipro Currency, which is not how you pronounce it which is fine because now that's going to be a cryptocurrency we'll no purchase. Yeah. yeah. Um, but okay. So non-fungible tokens. So there's something that's only one of now. Yeah. I know that 
Beeble, is it Beeble Pop? I think it's just Beeple. It okay, so Beeple. Beeple is an Instagram I've been following for years. So I feel like I'm in on the ground floor of Beeple, although right. not financially. Yeah, uh, really sold all of the rights to his images that, uh, that there's no there's no physical image. It's all computer generated images. Sold the rights to all of them for like, was it 100 million? 80 million or something? Something, some insane amount of money. Yeah, which now that if you go to Beeple on Instagram, you'll see that he's got like 10 million followers. So there is an impact that Beeple's had. So it kind of makes sense. It's like him being the internet Andy Warhol and someone's like, I want an Andy Warhol. And now one person just owns everything he had made up into that point. Yeah. Um, So I understand that. I get that part where you're like, oh, that person bought the rights to all of the Beeple images up into that point. What I don't understand is now all kinds of things are becoming NFTs and they're not all computer generated images. Yeah. And I don't understand how a not computer generated image is the same. Well, think of it sort of like the deed to a house, right? Like, an NFT just says like, I own this thing and you can own your house, even if it's like not in your possession, right? Like I could buy a piece of property from you. I could never see it, but it could still be mine. The mm-hmm. NFT is sort of like that, right? It's, we just assign like ownership to this thing. Uh, and then we can say, Aaron owns this thing. And it makes the most sense with objects that aren't physical, right? Like that's the idea with like people or other artists selling like ownership of a jpeg right everyone it's a digital image everyone can share it but like one guy owns it now um yeah so the reason you can assign uh an nft to anything is like the jpeg exists whether there's an nft or not right so i'm just saying like and you like register it officially like this nft is like represents ownership of this jpeg i can do Mm -hmm. the same thing with like a banana like now i've created a digital token that means i own this banana so you could do it with anything but it makes the most sense at least the obvious application with these like digital things that can be copied and shared freely but for some whatever reason you want to say like one person specifically owns it so okay so but it seems like i'm seeing some things that look like a company is selling a gift of yeah. a specific moment and like now someone owns the gift but you're like wait but doesn't somebody still own that moment like let's say like i'm trying to think of like a really famous gift let's go let's go with the aliens guy right okay. the whoa aliens guy like let's say they sold the gift the nfc gift of him being like aliens now yeah. doesn't science fiction network still own the moment he said that from or the history channel i think it was what it was so history channel still owns the rights to that moment but i would then own the gif well i guess it depends what you mean by moment right like we're talking about like a clip from a tv show that was on the history channel or whatever yeah and then they made a gif or a gif i don't know what mm-hmm. the right way to say it is out doesn't matter that like footage from the tv show so mm-hmm. like now there's a new thing which is the GIF that's like taken from the show. So I, that one's a little confusing, right? Yeah. Because someone, oh, like there's a copyright question, but the way that this is the cleanest is like, let's say that the History Channel created that GIF originally, 
Mm-hmm. And now they're saying, we're going to sell it. So I guess they could do that because they probably own the rights to that gift because it's their content. But anyway. you don't own like the actual rights to the moment of when it was sold. And it's not like you get any money when somebody uses that gift. It's only on the sale of that gift. Is that? Yeah. Well, I think in So there's theory, no passive income to be made. It's more like, like, like you said, the deed to the house. It would be the deed to the gift. Well, I, in theory, right, like you could send me an MP3 of a song and uh, like, you know, if you just send it to me over email, like no one's going to know. No one can yeah. Money. But if I want to use that song in a TV show, right, then I would have to pay a licensing fee to the person who owns the song. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably the same sort of thing, right? Like I own this image or I own this GIF or people have done it with songs and videos. If I want to use it for some commercial purpose, then I would have to pay the owner. And mm-hmm. there's actually another thing that's sort of interesting that they're doing with like in the art world with NFTs, where there's this kind of old historical problem, which is like artists will sell their art uh, earlier in their careers and then they become very famous. And now the art that's sold for $10,000 is worth 10 million. And yeah. the artist never sees a dime of that. So mm-hmm. there's, They've created the special kind of NFT where like the creator of the NFT gets a cut every time the thing is sold. So I could sell it to you. And then like a percentage of that sale goes back to the person who made the GIF, made the NFT in the first place. So that's kind of- I get that. But that also like changes the idea of investments completely. Like- Right. Because I source all ideas of investments back to baseball cards. Right. That's why stocks make sense to me. Like, oh, that's a baseball card. You know, like you own that, that yeah. share. Um, but it would be weird if like every time I sold that card, that athlete then like gets like a weird little check for like $15 and Ken Griffey Jr. is yeah. like dope. You know, like that yeah, I mean, that, that's the idea. I, and that's not with all NFTs. That's like a special kind of them. But mm-hmm. like if you sold it for $100, like whatever it is, they get 10%, they get 10 bucks. If you sell it for 200, they get 20. Yeah, it's just but like built in because there's this. I mean, we could talk about the blockchain. That's sort of interesting. Like that. What is a blockchain? I don't even know what that right. is. So uh, let's back up to Bitcoin for a second, or just all cryptocurrency, right? Okay. Um, when you have dollar bills, uh, you know, I can just hand you. You can check. Like, if I tell you I have twenty bucks, you can look in my wallet and see if it's true or not. Yeah. Um, if I tell you that I have 20 bucks of like, or 20 Bitcoin, uh, for one, how do you know that I have it? And for another, how do you know I didn't like hack the system and create them, right? Because it's yeah, like- Yeah, or create an thing. image to show that. Like, hey, look, there's a screenshot, wink, wink, of yeah, 20 exactly. Bitcoin. So the way that they, and the, I mean, you can do the same thing with cash, right? You can forge mm-hmm. you know, bills and like, there's no record of where, like it's hard to prove that they're not real right Mm -hmm. Um, so the way that they solved this problem with cryptocurrency is they said in order to buy and sell cryptocurrency you have to like join this thing which is called the blockchain which is basically just like a record of every transaction right so every time a bitcoin is bought or sold there's a record of that that gets written onto this thing which is called the blockchain and mm-hmm. everyone who is it fungible? Uh, well, the Bitcoin is fungible. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, yeah. I was wondering if the blockchain was. 
Yeah. So that that's like everyone's talking about the blockchain when they talk about cryptocurrency. That's okay. what they're saying, right? It's just and the the idea here is there's accountability, right? Like I can't hack the system and create Bitcoin out of nowhere because like there's a record of everywhere that particular Bitcoin has been. Um, okay. And uh, another kind of interesting piece of this, and we're kind of we're, we'll get to NFT soon, um, is that. Every time you like use uh, the the blockchain, every time you exchange Bitcoin, mm-hmm. uh, the blockchain is like updated on your computer or your, whatever your device is. So everyone has a copy of the same blockchain hmm. that's getting like written to that having new records of every single transaction in history of Bitcoin added to that blockchain. So every time you log in, it like has to update for a while. Because it's that sounds like a trillion things. Yeah. It's every time someone buys and sells a fraction of a Bitcoin. Yeah, which is added to the blockchain, gets added to this record. That's so which, much. Which is part of why uh, you might have heard people talking about it, like cryptocurrency is really bad for the environment. It's because everyone's computer is constantly updating this gigantic file, which is a record of all the transactions. So it takes up an enormous amount of like computing power and that takes a lot of electricity. And there's also this whole thing about mining for Bitcoins, which is kind of complicated. That takes a lot of electricity too, but that's a big part of it. So NFTs are use the blockchain or they use a blockchain. Um, So every time an NFT is sold, that transaction gets added to the blockchain. And that's part of how, I guess that's part of the idea, right? Like, how do I prove that I own this GIF? Well, mm-hmm. I can check the blockchain and it says Aaron bought this like on, you know, May 10th or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And if you sell it, then that'll get added too. And there's this like indelible record, but sure. it takes a lot of energy and electricity to do that. So a lot of people are really upset and they think this is bad. Yeah, that sounds like a Dr. Manhattan thing. Like, we made yeah. fake money, but it takes a lot of real electricity to, yeah. to make this fake money. And people are like, worth yeah. it. And you're like, no, I no, no, think, it's a ton of electricity. I think I was reading that. So NFTs use the blockchain that already exists for this cryptocurrency called Ethereum, right? It's okay. just like they added another type of thing that just gets added to this blockchain. And I think that Ethereum uses as much electricity as the country Ireland. Whatever. Yeah. It's Can I it, buy it's shares of Ireland. Wait, no, it's called Ethereum? Ethereum. Ethereum. E- Isn't yeah. that another crypto? Yeah, that's another cryptocurrency. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when they created NFTs, they said, like, we'll just add them to this record, this blockchain for Ethereum that already exists. So it has the Ethereum blockchain mm-hmm. has all the records of every Ethereum transaction and every NFT transaction. Yeah. And this is very fancy and exciting to a lot of people, but <laughs> I, get it, matters, I know, you, I know you're question. saying it sarcastically because I know the conversation sounds very scholarly, but, yeah. but people are very excited by this. And this is a thing that people are very obsessed with. And people also like myself don't understand it, despite the fact that I have money in it. Right. You know, like I put money in it and I'll like, I'll, I'll figure it out later, but I know that it's smart to put money in this. Like when you bought that, was it Shiba? Yeah. 
did it like take a long time? Was your computer like doing something for a while? It took over 24 hours. I yeah, that was oh, yeah, so that, that was your computer updating the blockchain. Okay, so yeah, so get this. So I, I uh, put 50 bucks in mm-hmm. for 2 million shares. And then it said, transaction timed out. I didn't get uh-huh. anything else. And so then I did it. I tried to do it a couple more times. So like, I got to get it on this Shiba, you know? And uh-huh. then my phone was like, hey, um, I think someone's taking money from you. This, this fraud alert came up. Uh-huh. And I was like, fraud alert? And I looked at my uh, account and I had bought it five times. I bought 2 million uh, things. So it's five $50 transactions. And I was like, oh, just because it timed out doesn't mean it didn't take the money. And then I went to a website, I went to Reddit, to their subreddit on the crypto.com. And they said, oh yeah, no, the transactions will say timed out, but it will show up like 24 to 48 hours later, just oh because God. that's how backlogged the chain is. That's insane. And I thought it was not the blockchain. I thought it was the app. I was like, oh, right. that's how much this app is exploding over this. Because it was also day one of them hold, holding Shiba. So uh-huh. people were buying it. And right. it, so it was skyrocketing, which is why I was into it. You know, you're like, yes. Yeah. Which, by the way, by the time 24 hours later when it did it, it had almost doubled by that time. Really? Yeah. So I was like, sweet. That's worth pretty it. cool. Yeah. It is pretty cool. So now it's worth 100 bucks. No, no, no. I put $250 in and it was worth a little over 400 the next that, day you know that's not bad you could sell now well right now it's worth 200 so <laughs> i watched it slowly go right back yeah. to where it was that's how it goes which, right? speaking of i was getting it on the way up so like it was where it was now i know that's the whole thing and you're like okay i'll hold on to this and see how this goes it's gambling this wasn't it is gambling and i knew that and i also knew that i wasn't gonna be like I'll put $200 here now and I'll come back in three days and have a Tesla. You know, like I knew it wasn't that even. So I was like, okay, let's do this and watch how this falls into place. I meant to only do a $50 gamble. It turned out I did a little more than that and I'm okay with it because mathematically it works out really well because it's 10 million even. Mm. So I can tell what Shiba is at by looking at my exact thing. Just got to move the decimal over a couple places. Yeah. I mean, if you had invested in Dogecoin at the beginning of last year, you probably would be able to buy a Tesla. I 100% understand that, which is why I'm doing this now because I knew what Dogecoin was at its existence. I remember seeing that it existed, thought it was very funny. And then I went on a website to buy it and it got complicated Uh because it was so overloaded that it was having issues. And I was like, all right, whatever. I guess I'll just laugh about this later. And now that later (laughs) happened, I'm like, Oh, I knew it though, but I knew yeah. it. Why couldn't I have just played with how frustrating it was for another yeah. day Yeah, and done the same thing? I had 10 million of them and then... Oh my God. That know. is a nightmare. It's also, but I don't, I don't mind that. So, because again, back to baseball cards. Let's, so yeah, seriously. I've been buying and selling baseball cards all pandemic, but that's because that's what I know of investing. And so I talked to this one guy, right? I was selling him something that I bought for $25. It's worth 200 now. And uh-huh. so I was selling it to him for 150 and he was like, oh, I can't. I talked about his sales. He was like, I sold this thing for 75 that I bought for five and now it's worth 300. I should have waited. And you're like, no, you still made money. You can always have the argument of like, oh, I should have bought at its lowest and sold at its highest. 
But the chances right. of you actually hitting either of those is so minimal. No. It makes no sense to even focus on any of that. Just like, oh, I'm going to look at a thing that I knew about but didn't buy. That doesn't count. I can't right. input that. Otherwise, I can look at all of life like that. And that is how people drive themselves crazy and sad. And I refuse. It just doesn't make sense yeah. to me. I mean, trying to like get it perfectly is how people lose all their money in the stock market, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of thing. But I remember, you know, when Bitcoin first really blew up in like 2016 or 2017, like it went to $10,000 per Bitcoin. And I thought like, this is dumb. You know, no one's going to be talking about this soon. And everyone who's holding on to it is going to lose all their money. And now it's at what, 20, 30, 40, I don't even know. It's, it's at 60. Um, 60,000. Okay. So I, in 2000, 2001 had a friend, Zach Waldman currently on a different episode with me. Um, he told me about Bitcoin when it was like the zero, zero, zero thing. He's like, dude, put a hundred dollars in 50 bucks, whatever. It's going to be worth so much money. It's like the first Uh cryptocurrency. And I was like, it's going to get shut down so hard, dude. The internet invented its own currency. There's no way that's going to stay legal. Right. He definitely told me where it was a thing where he's like, if you put in 10 bucks, you'll have a million. Imagine if it becomes a million, you know, like it would have to be like worth a dollar each for it to become a million. And so like, I have always known about Bitcoin, so I can't look at it like that either. You're like, yeah, I did pass that opportunity up. Oh, for sure. I could have lived like Iron Man. I would have been Tony Stark in person. But I I didn't. You could have, but for everything like that, there's a million other things that exactly are worth this like you could have bought stock in apple 20 years ago mm-hmm. or you could have bought stock in enron right yeah or exactly and it's all it would looks the same on that day so it doesn't really matter it's great right. if you hit the this thing but it doesn't you can't beat yourself up for not right. having dumb luck yeah which is why you got to diversify right that this is an investment podcast right it's like we're talking at about this point it is um yeah yeah you gotta so be like fine I've been learning more and more about this stuff and listening to more and more podcasts yeah. about financing, but that's exactly the way you have to diversify. And yeah. I'll throw another name out there. My friend Kat, um, who's going to be on the podcast later because she is an economics major. Mm-hmm. She told me it doesn't make sense to not make 10% of your investments super dumb. Huh. She said that you should take 10% and throw it into the wind at whatever you want, because one of them eventually will just hit and it's going to be a big win. And the other ones won't. But that's fine. That's why it's only 10%. It doesn't make sense to try to stay like all that. safe. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's super smart. How do we get to 10%? Why 10? Just something minimal, is what I think is what she's saying. Something that's not going to break the bank. It's not going to hurt you if it doesn't, if it flounders and disappears. But yeah. it's something that is enough to where it's like if it does skyrocket and all of a sudden you bought Bitcoin when it was nothing. Yeah. All of a sudden you're like, oh, cool. And if something does start to skyrocket, then put more money behind it. Right. You can transfer funds there. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool, right? Yeah. And if anyone acts like they don't care about money, I think they're kind of lying. I mean, I don't make my decisions fully based on money, but also I always want more of it. Yeah. I like money, but I decided to go into journalism, so I must not like it that much. Yeah. But I mean, then you like were the one that knew about non-fungible tokens. No, I know about them, but, but I can't afford to buy them. Now, okay, I have a friend who made uh-huh. an image of herself an NFT that she can go off and sell now. Uh-huh. You can make like, an NFT for anything. We could make an NFT for this episode of your podcast if you wanted. Oh, dude. Wait, 
So you're telling me if Mark Marin wanted to make an NFT of his episode with Barack Obama? Yeah, he could do that. He could do that and just bank on it. Yeah, I mean, if people are into it, then you know you could sell that for a lot. It it's interesting, right? Because some of this stuff you can't imagine why anyone would want to buy it again, and it's just kind of this weird like hype machine. Like I think Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter sold an NFT for the first tweet. Mm. And like, who's going to want to buy that? What could you do with it? That's kind of the, that's kind of the next part is once you own it, what do you do with it? I was going to ask if you own all those people images. Yeah. What are you going to do? There's no, well, it's the same museum. kind of thing. If you bought a fancy painting, right? Like, what do you do with it? I don't know. You look at it. Maybe you sell it later. It, it's weird because with the Jackson Pollock, there's this physical object. Yeah. And like, well, that's the part that makes sense. Yeah. Is you like, have I the can, thing and you can sell the thing and then you hand it off the wall to the next person. Right. But anybody could just make a Beeple museum. So it doesn't matter if you own the images. Right. And all the images are the same, right? Looking at it on my computer is the same as looking at it on your computer. Yeah. Like, identical. I can make a copy of the Jackson Pollock painting, but that like theoretically isn't as good as it is to look at that painting in person. So it's yeah, valuable. You lose the in-person texture. Right. So this is all based on, like, for one, the idea that later on people are going to want to own that NFT of the Beeple GIFs, right? If they do, then it'll hold its value. If people are like, why would I want to buy that the way you're asking me right now, you know, then it's going to be worthless. Yeah. It's kind of hard to say. I guess, like, maybe if you want to print that in a book now, if, like, people's going to make a book then he would have to pay whoever owns those NFTs like to print a book of his images. So I guess maybe you could reap some rewards later on that way, but it doesn't make a ton of sense. Well, the part that's odd to me is it's like, they say that art imitates life and we've just turned life into art we can sell. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, it, it's, it's weird. I find it pretty bizarre. we go thomas germain being smarter than me so explaining smarter than me things to me if you like him you can follow him on instagram at tom germain t-o-m-g-e-r-m-a-i-n it's weird that like you know i have him explaining this stuff to me but we don't even talk about how thomas and mark and i have like a three-person text message that's probably gone on for six years it just keeps going and we haven't stopped it and so it's like i talk to him regularly but yeah, when I go, hey, I'm dumb about this. Can can someone explain this? I have my friends come on and do that. It's really, this ep- this whole show has really just become like, hey, want to hang out for a little bit and make me feel smarter because you're all smarter than me. And so I did exactly that for the next episode too. We have Cat Alvarado explaining cryptocurrencies to me. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm just here learning in front of all of you guys. Hopefully by the end of this, I'm uh, I'm less dumb and then you guys get all experience all that. Although, I don't feel like I'm totally dumb. I feel like I'm open-minded enough. We all have to be open-minded enough to keep learning things. But also, like, we got to be closed-minded enough to not believe everything we learn. That's the other 
dumb thing I've learned this year. I'm sure everyone noticed that. So anyways, Thomas Germain, Cat Alvarado next week. Cat is somebody who, before the pandemic, I'd see her at Flappers a little bit, and we would just, you know, say hello in the green room or whatnot, do our sets. I feel like we both did well. When I saw her on a flyer, it would be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's going to be that's gonna be good. Because whenever you see a comedy flyer as a comic, you go, this person's going to have a good set, this person and that person, the rest of them are not. Uh, maybe one of them will magically become it. And then all of a sudden, you like start to, some of those other names stick around long enough. You go, oh, I've seen them get good. I, mean, I feel like I've just sort of sidelined, watched her get good for a couple of years. And now we're talking, we're friends. Because like, during the pandemic, there wasn't any of that other stuff. So it was just like, Every now and then, yeah, we would just talk about things, and she was just constantly smarter than me all the time, which I mean as a compliment. I know my tone was like, how dare she, but no, just helping me get smarter about financial stuff, and so I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I want to share this with the listeners of the podcast. I think it's going to be good. So next week, Ken Alvarado. This week, we had Thomas Germain. Great time. And then, of course, me. I'm Aaron M. Marsh. Always, always me. It's starting to get hot here in Los Angeles, and I don't like it. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but I want to let you guys know that. That I'm getting sweaty, and I'm from Arizona, and I feel like I shouldn't be. Shouldn't be, like, mad about that. Like, maybe I should be proud. Like, oh, yeah, I can handle this. I don't like it. Not comfortable with it. So, go ahead, follow me, at Aaron at Marsh, on all of my things. And, uh, yeah, for sure. I, I don't know what else I have to say right now. I feel like these keep getting shorter and shorter. And they're supposed to get longer and longer, but I don't know. I don't know how any of that works. Guys, thank you for listening, and thank you for putting up with me. Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong, whether I find a place in this world or never belong, I've got to be me. I gotta be me.